Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What we're talking about is how much does surrogacy cost? How much does it cost? When people ask this question, I'm like, hmm, how much time do you have? Information that we wish we knew. (laughs) (laughs) Little tidbits, little facts here and there. And that's where we get discriminated against. Yay, discrimination. Really? What? Could we possibly get any farther away from each other on this couch? Yes, we could, but then I wouldn't be in frame. (laughs) We are at the max distance from each other to reduce echo um, from (laughs) these microphones because our living room just loves to bounce our voice from place to place. It does. So we're at the absolute opposite ends of the couch. Could not be farther. I can reach my hand out. I can barely touch you. No, I can't. Almost. Oh, there we go. We got it. Yay. Nice. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Oh. Welcome back to the Who's Your Daddy podcast, where we work to demystify the process of having babies as a gay couple, as an LGBTQ couple, as a queer couple. We are trying to find how to freaking start a family. Exactly. (laughs) How do we do that? I don't know. You tell me. That's what we're here for. Um, So today, uh, we're going to just address one of the questions that we get probably most often. Um, We had a fun little Q&A last week. Oh my god, yeah, that was fun. We got to do um, just some questions that were like kind of non-related to surrogacy. But this week, um, we're tackling the question that we get asked the most most. often. like The absolute most. And I think it also is a question that has like so many different answers and so many different factors. Uh, that it just it's gonna take a little bit of time to break it down. Yeah, I had to do some research. <laughs> like <laughs> yay. A good amount of research. Yeah. yeah. I was going crazy on the computer today trying to figure <laughs> out these numbers because it's changing all the time too. And anyway, what we're talking about is how much does surrogacy cost? How much does it cost? And if you're like looking to do it, what to prepare for, and then also just ways that you can make it fit your budget easier. I have so many disclaimers for this. One, we're not professionals in this regard. I did research on Google. You know, I've asked people. We've talked to a lot of people on here. I'm getting numbers from them. Um, So this is kind of a collection of numbers and data and averages from different companies, different people we've talked to. Um, This is in no way representative of any one company or any one person's well, that's why it's journey. so confusing too right. i think it's like it's it's hard we're going to be giving you like ranges and potentials um i think the most important thing is just going to be like these are costs that you might incur but you can avoid incurring them if you wanted to right. some of them you can't but some of them you can <laughs> we've talked about you know independent journey versus going with an agency mm-hmm. um and what that could mean financially emotionally Mm -hmm. um stability wise just like throughout the process so but there's there's tons of other ways to like talk about cost savings i mean as far as like egg donation surrogates 
et cetera, et cetera. So let's... IVF clinic to IVF clinic is going to be different from what they require. Is that where we're starting? Surrogacy agency to surrogacy agency is going to be different from what they require. And surrogate to surrogate is going to be different from what they require. Yeah. So there's a lot of varying factors here. Um, and that's why it's so difficult to pin down like how much surrogacy actually costs. Right. When people ask this question, I'm like, hmm, how much time do you have? <laughs> you yeah, know? exactly. Like, where do you want me to start? Yeah. Because yeah. it's not an easy answer. No. Um, just to give you like a reference, I have one, two, I have three pages of numbers, just like a list, just a listicle of numbers. And this is in size 12 font. And I'm going to try and simplify it. Right. But like those are, that's, it's a list. It's a list in all, every single line item can be different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so hard to be like, how much does it cost? Even, even trying to provide a range. I'm like, "Mm, maybe, you know, like it's hard. And who's to say that next year it's going to be complete. Like if it's going to be completely different, Mm -hmm. What did you what did you prepare for like coming into this process spending spending wise Mm -hmm. man I was looking at things with rose colored glasses Mm. I thought it was gonna be a cakewalk in the park you did not well I thought if we walked around a park and we found somebody who had babies (laughs) we could be like hey do you want to have more babies do you want more babies okay you still got a uterus in there yeah I'm getting sidetracked but you remember like a week ago two weeks ago we were walking in the park and People were walking by with strollers and it was just like woman oh. after woman was walking by with a stroller. And I'm just like, dear God, if I had just stayed in this park for like with a sign, like a lemonade stand out for like a week. Yeah. With like a lemonade stand yeah. holding a sign being like, do you want to have my baby? Yeah. Yeah. You'd, you'd find somebody. I'm sure. Yeah. I don't think it'd be anybody that you'd want, but and I'm sure you'd find someone. And I'm being facetious. I don't think anyone actually would take me up on the no. offer of having my baby. No. Holding a sign in a park. No. But. You see a lot of people walking their kids in yeah. parks. No, I know. I, and you're like, true. you had three, four kids. Maybe you'd want another one. You look like you're in the right age range. Not, not would you want another one, but would you, <laughs> would you like to be pregnant again, but not have to take care of it? Like, doesn't that sound like such a great deal? Oh, I don't know. All right. So I was looking at maybe spending between one hundred and fifteen, one hundred and twenty thousand dollars to. 150 to 160,000 tops. And I think I... Total from beginning to end. And I think I knew that it was going to be between 140 and 180. That's... Yeah. Yeah. And we had a disconnect there. And I remember several conversations that we had. And you're like, mm, I think it's going to be more. And I'm like... I also think that there were people who told us like, oh, you know, this is what it costs if you're lucky. But I think you were also determined to like be find lucky, cost savings, and yeah. be like, no, I can do this for less. Not so much that you didn't hear those numbers and they didn't register, but also I think you were just like, I'll find a way to I make almost, it more affordable. I almost took it as a challenge. Yeah. I, I've always questioned, like, why does it cost so much? You know, yeah. like, what really do you need in order to complete the process? Mm hmm. Um, Because there's a lot of different parties involved. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, I mean, you hear a lot of people don't need all of those parties involved. Mm -hmm. And there might be ways to save costs, save money there. Mm -hmm. So first of all, I think when you're looking to do this process, I think we've said this before, is like, just start with your IVF clinic. Like, just start by finding an IVF clinic and just get their input, get their advice. Get a great doctor. Get their... Sort of, they'll help you with like kind of the layout of like how things kind of go. 
after talking with a lawyer, I think second would be good to maybe bring in a lawyer um, and just get them on your team. And so I think those are kind of like maybe the two first things that you do. And then you decide if you're going to go independent or if you're going to go with an agency. So I would say IVF clinics, it's going to vary state by state, but they're not going to be, they're not going to vary a ton. There are some cost savings though, I think that you can have when you're looking at the IVF clinic. And And I mean, this opinion that you're sharing with like starting with an IVF clinic and or a lawyer is different from what we like started this podcast as. It's different than what we did. It's different different than what we did. And then even when starting this podcast, I don't know if we would have said exactly the same order the same things but like we just haven't had a great experience with agencies in general right so it's it's been hard to kind of like go that route and Mm -hmm. try to figure out how we can um yeah navigate surrogacy i think i think my initial thought was get an agency get an ivf clinic i think yes now my thought process is get an ivf clinic get a lawyer and then see how far those those two, you know, things can take you along in this journey, which I think is a decent a decently far away. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the IVF clinic goes, um, where you can find a little bit of cost savings, depending on your situation, is if you know someone willing to donate their eggs for you. Mm-hmm. Because we incurred... A match fee for egg donation. Mm, yep. Right, which was about eight thousand dollars. So if you go with an Something egg, like that, yeah, egg, like an egg donor agency, an egg donor like online thing, you are gonna have to pay them for finding these egg donors. That's what you're paying an egg agent, like an agency for for egg donation, is to find you a match for an egg donor. That's literally what the fees for, like the processing of it, the going out and scouting out these people, finding them, interviewing them, Mm -hmm. going through kind of like this preliminary process with them. Well, and you can find egg donors from IVF clinics. You can find them on like egg donation specific sites and you can find them through agencies. Each one of them is going to have a different match fee. I don't even know what the clinic, the IVF clinic match fee would be. Like we didn't, I don't know what ours is. Mm -mm. I just know that if you have the stars align and you know someone who's willing to donate their eggs, you don't have to pay a match fee, right? So then there's a huge cost savings there because nobody's huge. nobody's maintaining the website, the whatever to like show you these egg donors. Right. And then depending on what they want to be compensated or if they don't want to be compensated, we know egg donors that just did it out of the goodness of their heart. That would be an $18,000 savings <laughs> if we had done that you know so that's probably the biggest cost savings i think when you're looking at ivf and i mean like what a big that's just i yeah that takes a certain type of person really incredible to do something like that for someone we know people compensation i know we know people yeah yeah it's not impossible i think and like just i'm dumbfounded though because it's a lot no it's great it's a lot to take on it's great i mean i think I think some people have a very hard line on how this process is supposed to go. And they think, you know, every step needs some sort of compensation, some sort of this, some sort of that, um, which could be true. And like, if, if that's you, that's fine. But I think if somebody wants to do it out of the goodness of their heart, I think there's, that's just as legitimate 
Yeah, and like, definitely. I don't think that that should be like looked down upon or anything. I think some people might might take that in a weird way. Somebody being very like altruistic like that. Yeah. But, no, I just think like I, I, <laughs> I'm like, mm, would I do that? Man, yeah. that would take a lot because it's injections, you know. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. So that was our first two, um, you know, fees as far as like egg donation. So if we start with the IVF clinic, let's just start there. Okay. Um, so we're not starting with. Okay, I see what you're doing. So the egg donor match fee, we talked about that a little bit, you know. So that can be anywhere from seven to ten thousand, depending on who you go through. Egg Typically, it's going to be more if you're an international couple, not from the U.S. The outside. Outside of the U.S., there's going to be an additional fee, $500, $1,000, Then egg donor compensation, that was the other thing. So 8 to 12, just depending on where you go. Honestly, there are some clinics that are like, have people that are donating, they're donating, quote unquote, for like thirty dollars or $40,000, which is like wild. So <laughs> I would not go there if you're looking for cost savings. Um, and if you get an experienced egg donor, someone who's done it before then it's typically a thousand dollars additional they'll yep. char- they'll upcharge for each round that they go for mm-hmm. um when you enter into an agreement with your egg donor you find an egg donor obviously there has to be some sort of contract involved um you're paying for a lawyer to review your contract on your side you're paying for a separate lawyer to review their contract could be anywhere from 900 to 1800 dollars. then you have the clinic cycle coordination I feel like you're just listing these and you don't really know. I know, but I'm just if you just sit here and you read off like a million zillion no, I know, I know. numbers, I, I don't think anybody's going to care. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need to work on how I give feedback. <laughs> Take it away. I love you. No. <laughs> um, I also want to try to like add these numbers up as we go because uh, I didn't do totals. Take it away, Matthew. Okay. So you talked about the egg donor match fee, egg donor compensation, contract review. You also have to uh, open an escrow account in order to, to, pay. to pay the egg donor mm-hmm. and to like pay for expenses and whatnot. Just to open the escrow account because you're paying the company that holds the account is like about $1,500. There are a lot of fees associated with the IVF clinic itself. Um, you have to pay for the coordination of this whole process through the IVF clinic. That could be anywhere from $3,500 to $4,000. Then you Who's have coordinating the IVF clinic. With the egg donor. Oh, so you're just paying like, them. Like, this is just a fee. Like, this is how the IVF clinic makes their money. It's like your base payment, you know? Mm. Um, and then you have the medical screenings, the psych eval, the processing of that through the IVF clinic. That's going to be 5000 to $6,000. That's for the egg donor specifically. Like, the psych eval, you know, mm-hmm. medical screening of the psych. Okay. Just making sure you were following. Oh, I'm... I'm 100%. 100% got it? Here. Okay. Another charge is the IVF clinic base cycle fee. That's from $9,000 to $12,000 on average. Um, that is just the fee that they charge like for the whole cycle. Another way that they make money. You know, they have an administration fee and then they have like the whole scientific side, like cycle fee. The doctor side. Doctor side of it. That's that 9000 to 12000 Then we move on to the fun part. Sperm donation, screening, and DNA testing. That's where we come in. <laughs> what's this part like michael i'll I'll just say overall it's about six thousand to sixty five hundred um if you add these expenses together from like our part of it our medical screenings our sperm collection um we can do genetic screening which is another optional thing that you can save money on uh that can go from 200 to 300 i would not recommend 
to save money there though right yeah because that's going to test for things yeah. that could be passed on and it it's 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 very important to do that because then you know if you are an actual good genetic match with your egg donor or if you have a high likelihood of putting on like a fatal genetic disease or it's just not going to like produce offspring mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of genetic diseases that can be passed down that just end in miscarriage or termination of, of, mm-hmm. of the baby before it's even born. Um, let's see. Oh, split insemination. If you're like us, a gay couple, and you're looking to do one of each, if you want to both be a father and have your own genetic tie to a child, then there's an additional fee for split insemination of the embryos. So that can be $1,000, $1,500, 2000 anywhere around there. Then you can factor in whether or not you need to travel to this IVF clinic. Again, I would suggest staying local so that you can minimize those. Also, if your egg donor has to travel to said IVF clinic, again, if you can find a local egg donor, that's best. Obviously, if they're like a friend from your hometown that's halfway across the country, you're going to have to be paying for them to go for screenings and egg donation and all that. So yeah, that's just true. things to think about and consider. I'll say the travel expenses that I'm estimating like overall as an average could go from $1,000 if you're not traveling too far to $3,500 if you're traveling possibly internationally. Oh my God. I Maybe do not more. understand how yeah. international couples do this. That was a modest estimate, but... I'm like stressed out enough and it's in the same country. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Uh, egg donor hormone medications. So this is when the egg donor actually starts to prepare for egg donation. They take a lot of medications beforehand, uh, a lot of injections. Um, this is a hefty fee. It can go from, it can be as low as $1,000, but it can be as high as $10,000. I think what we paid was anywhere between $5,000 and $6,000 on the medications themselves. This is where um, sometimes insurance can come into play and help. I know when we had Adam and T on talking about mm. insurance, I believe this was one of the things that they got Blue Cross Blue Shield to agree to pay. Oh, in that yeah. like twenty, I think it was like twenty thousand, yeah, like total. Okay, that so makes I sense. I think it was partly medications, and then partly their sperm donation screening, that sort of thing. Right. So again, if you have a good health insurance, or you read your policy really well, or you know, you you find a policy in open enrollment that would help cover some of these costs. That can be a huge... I mean, I think they saved $20,000 that way. Yeah. So just a thought. Again, information that we wish we knew. <laughs> <laughs> little tidbits, little facts here and there. That's helpful. Yeah. Helpful I feel like everybody was like, oh, let us know if you want to talk about you know, surrogacy, um, you know, we'll, we'd love to talk about our experience, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I can read all this stuff. I'm talking to blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like I can, I don't need anybody's help. Handled. Mm. No. Do you have it handled? No, I don't think so. I don't either. I don't know what's going on. I would say, <laughs> okay. <just> so <laughs> what's our, what's our like total cost for just IVF stuff? Well, okay. Let me just add in a couple more things. Just say them. Yeah, I you will. Don't need numbers. Egg donor, lost wages, childcare, and travel. Okay. Anything could be so variable. It could be. IVF clinic, PGTA, embryo biopsy, and testing. We did that. Yeah. Also very worth it. Yes. I would not skip that part. Um, that checks to see if your embryos are actually viable or not. If or they like have how chromosomally viable. normal. Right. 
Mm-hmm. That's... Which Matthew found out two of his were not. So then, if you end up, yeah, if you try to transfer those, it doesn't. If you try to transfer that, it's immediately going to fail. A ton of money and, and a lot of yeah. heartache. So, anyway, Absolutely totally worth it. That. Thousand to three thousand dollars for that. It can cost more if you are testing for more embryos, of course. The more embryos you test, the more it costs. Oh, yeah. It was like, what, one to six and then like six Yeah, yeah. I, I think usually and... IVF clinics have it okay. staged. But it's, into... not, it's not a huge difference, I don't think, between a... one to five and five to ten. Yeah, it's like between $1,000 and $3,000. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then specimen storage. That can be around 750 on average per specimen per year. That's kind of one of those additional things that you don't typically factor into the initial costs of IVF, but it's something that you need to consider because if it takes you a long time to find your gestational carrier, you're going to be paying $750 per specimen per year to store those things. Um, just something to consider. Do you mean sperm specimen? Sperm specimens and embryo specimens. Yeah. A lot of IVF clinics will hold your specimens for up to a year and then they will require a fee in right. order to continue holding them. Otherwise, they get discarded or donated. Right. So, altogether, I think the IVF portion of this, if you look at just the IVF clinic itself, you're going to be looking at thirty-five dollars to $45,000. And then you need to add on the compensation of your egg donor and the incurred expenses from that egg donor, Mm -hmm. such as like travel, um, et cetera. Yeah. Or a match fee or whatever. If you're, Mm -hmm. if you're finding an egg donor through, um, some type of service, right. Through an egg donor agency. So if you add all of that on top of it, then you're looking at 55, 60, $70,000 anywhere around there. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. No, but it's. I, in my head, was like, oh, IVF is like $40,000, but it's more than that. Yeah. It can be. It, it it can be more than that. And I think once you add up the expenses and actually, like, bucket in, you know, what you're paying the egg donor, all of the incurred expenses on top of that, your travel expenses, the lost wages, etc., then it really adds up to a lot more than what typical estimates will show you. Yeah. But again, huge saving. Like, obviously, it can be up to 70 whatever but again, if you know somebody who will do it, you save so much money. You save a match fee. You potentially save on compensation depending on what you know they're willing to do. And then if you wait, what was the other thing? Match fee. That oh, and insurance. Mm, and mm-hmm. if you can somehow figure out if you have good insurance or find an insurance during open enrollment, like when you're looking to do this, that. We'll cover you. Obviously, if you're a straight couple, this isn't as big of a deal. Like I've I've heard that straight couples have difficulty getting IVF coverage as well, which kind of surprises me. But because I feel like it's kind oh, of like yeah, a, right. I feel uh-huh. like it's kind of a maybe it's just because the plan literally doesn't cover it at all. Yeah. But I think like the written plans that include it have a relatively simple clause, which is like twelve months unprotected sex without conceiving. Like I think that's pretty normal mm-hmm. on plans that do cover it. So, anyways, find a plan that covers it and see if. The cover for a gay couple because that's where it gets that complicated and that's where we get discriminated against. Mm-hmm. Yay, discrimination. <laughs> really? What? Yay, discrimination. Just... We're going there now. <laughs> I didn't know Hooray! Wow. <laughs> Who am I sitting on this couch with? This is this is just I don't like this. <laughs> okay. So we did IVF <sighs> clinic. Um we'll get into like lawyer stuff later. 
Um, yeah, I think we'll, I mean, after you have all those IVF clinic stuff and your embryos, whatnot, you're going to start to look for a gestational carrier, a surrogate. Right. And so then you're deciding whether or not to go with some, an agency. Somebody goes and searches for you, you search yourself, or you do a combination of both. Yep. Um, so if you do go with an agency, overall, the price of that for everything that they do, as far as coordination, um, finding you a gestational carrier, etc., 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 it's going to be from $25,000 to $50,000 on average. I know that's a really big swing, but I feel like that's literally the market. <laughs> no, and it depends on what state you're in. Because yeah. we've talked to some, some people um, who's agency fees were like really high but they were i think they were that's because they were in california yeah, and then we talked to other know. people where the agency fees were much lower but they were just in a different state that didn't have quite as high of like income probably as california or the high cost of living as california and because so. there's no regulation in the industry literally anyone could become a surrogacy agency i could open up my laptop Put up a surrogacy website right now and say, hire me as your surrogacy agent and mm. pay me $75,000. Yeah. And as far as the law goes, that's okay. There's not, yeah. <laughs> There's not laws around, I don't think, regulating the agency as much yeah. as there is. Um, I do wish there was some kind of certification or, or something to be like, oh, this is noteworthy or you actually yeah. have this skill or you know something that's behind it other than like a here's my website mm-hmm. <laughs> wait did you give the range uh 25 to fifty thousand. yeah 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 that's a big swing and that is again obviously they're gonna be helpful or at least they should be mm-hmm. um and they should take a lot of they should help save you time Essentially, that's what you're paying for. Is I, if you're paying $50,000 for an agency, they should be contacting you all the time. <laughs> they should be contacting you all the freaking time. Yeah. They should be your best friend. And they should have a big, long list of proven surrogates for you. like ready Immediately. To that's just a lot of money. That's a lot of money to pay someone for a match. Yeah, man. And I know they do a lot of other things, but that's essentially what you're... When it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. But some people like... They just, they're busy. They are financially well off and, and they can fine. do it. And they would, ra- they like time is money to them. And so, and that would be super helpful. Yeah. To have that kind of help. Yeah. And sure. if you can just sort of like be hands off on a lot of the stuff that is just very time consuming, maybe it's worth it. But that <laughs> maybe is, maybe f- it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's worth it. Maybe it's not. I feel like you have such, a- <laughs> maybe it's worth it. I don't know. <laughs> the way you say that. Up to you. <laughs> As he picks his nails like nails. a like a mm. like a sass. Just you. a sassy sass. Mm. Cool. So I think that's again a huge swing in fees, but also something that you can potentially save on if you want to just take some extra time to devote to the process and do it independently. Lots of extra time. What's next on the list? Yeah, so once you've decided whether you're gonna go with a surrogacy agency or go independent. And if you find somebody that looks like a good match, somebody that you're like, okay, I want to continue. This is looking good. The surrogate psych evaluation is going to be anywhere from 1000 to 1700 maybe $2,000 if it's really expensive. Then you have the surrogate attorney fees. Attorney fees add up to a lot. Attorney fees can be a lot. 
They can be. And that's because you're not only paying for an attorney for yourself, but you're also paying for an attorney to represent the surrogate and their partner. It's just like having double everything. <laughs> yeah. It's like having twins just going through this process because you have to, you're like, oh, you gotta I'll do for... It for me and them and yep. me yep. and them. Yep. yep. So that's going to be anywhere from 1000 to 2500 Um, Then you're going to pay for the contract review of your own lawyer. That's going to be $3,500 to $10,000 for an attorney representing you. Man. I know it's a big swing. That's a big, I was just oh, like, yeah. that's a big swing. Again, differs, differs state by state, company by company. You're going to have really expensive lawyers. You're going to have really affordable lawyers. So, um, yeah, ask around. I've heard of a few good ones in Portland. So, I'm like, again, looking at it optimistically. Like, maybe we'll find so, uh, maybe we'll find a bargain. Wow. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I know. All this stuff is like... You could save money. Some of the stuff that you can't avoid, you're just like trying to save money. And then you're like, "Ugh, is this even worth saving money on? Am I going to get somebody who knows what they're doing? I think typically how we've pursued through this process is look at everything optimistically, think that we're going to find a bargain, hope for the best, and then get unpleasantly surprised and be like, oh, shit, we didn't save for that. (laughs) Putting on our rose colored glasses and then getting kicked to the dirt. Dancing into the doom. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, side note, I I've, like I've caught myself explaining this process to people lately as like because so many people were asking in Puerto Rico, New York. And I was like, how do I describe this in, a, in the shortest way possible? And I describe it like it feels a little bit like just hope building up and up and up and up. And you're just feeling like positive and optimistic and hopeful. And then everything crashes down in a moment. And then you build yourself back up again. Hope, 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 hope. And then it crashes down again. And you just keep on that cycle. And that's what it feels like right now with surrogacy. It's like renovating a house without any prior knowledge of how to renovate a house. You're like, I'm going to learn this. And then you find mold. And then you're like, wow, this is going to be expensive. And then you have to rip everything up. And then you rip everything up. And then you're feeling good. And then you find something else wrong with the electrical and then you're going back to square one and you're spending all this money again and or like building a house of cards you know you're building it up and up and up and you think you're getting there and then it all crumbles <laughs> and then you have to start over again but that's what it kind of is you just keep yeah. on that because there's so many steps so many hoops to jump through and you have to go through all of these stages successfully before you get to the end goal Mm -hmm. and it looks like you're going the right way it looks like everything's working out and then one thing doesn't work and then you start over so that's what it feels like anyway (sighs) tangent that was a very nice aside thank you i know i really like that kind of comparison i guess because i was having trouble figuring out how to explain it to people in a in a little snippet without getting into the details of everything um yeah so psyche val attorney fees contract review Legal fees. Um, oh yes, to establish the pre the pre birth order, the post birth order. Well, it'd be a pre birth order. Pre birth order. Sure. I think I don't think there's a post birth order. I don't know. I think that's just called an adoption at that point. Okay. So okay. It's like a pre birth order is essentially just like a court, a judge of your county or state that says the child that is going to be born by this gestational carrier is legally 
like these people's child. It's not that person's child. It's these people's child. And so even though they're the ones giving birth to the child, they are not the ones that are going to parent the child and they have no legal rights. That's something that you can get in some states, not all states. But that is a just a bureaucratic process that you pay money for, for people to draft it and review it and approve it. So that's like a pre-birth order. The idea is that that avoids having to do a second parent adoption after the birth where if we're a gay couple only one of our only one of the um us can be biologically related to that child as a straight or as a as a male male couple so anyways yeah no that's good this is more in your court anyway for this whole legal stuff oh. um, <laughs> you've done more research in this, uh, in this area. it's exhausting uh, yeah additional to that you have a surrogate pleadings lawyer this is for legal review regarding the birth order establishing parental rights. So they need like a legal representative um, for the pleading of that court appearance, whatever. To kind yeah, of and like, we don't, I don't even know how that process like fully works. Like we have to yet. present in court. That's like so bizarre. I don't know. Why can't it just be handled like? We're getting there. We need to interview a lawyer for this. Yeah. But this is why I think it'd be good. I mean, this is why it's like get an IVF clinic. Make sure that you can even make embryos. Then after you get embryos, get a lawyer because somebody who's gone through this process is going to be able to walk you through it a lot more mm-hmm. and then give you a little bit more of like the the real life. <laughs> the real life. actually looks like. The real real of like, what's next? What do you do? Like, what do you need to think about legally depending on what state you live in, et cetera? So let's say all the pre-birth orders are, they've gone through, everything's good. You still have to get birth documents in addition to the pre-birth order, um, which is about $1,000 on average. And that is so you can notify the hospital that you have the birth documents, this pre-birth order, and that you are able to make medical decisions on your baby. Mm, okay. Or on your pre-born baby, you know? Wow, yeah. It's 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 messy. It's kind of an interesting area and... and kind of gray area where i don't know a lot about either another good place that i would love to talk to a lawyer about um, yeah that's one of our goals but i do future. know that there's that additional fee and some surrogacy agencies include a legal clearance bonus for the surrogate and the reason that you have a lot of these additional fees that go to the surrogate is it's it's enticing it's to entice people to sign up with the surrogacy agency so that they can join their roster it makes sense because like you have a lot of surrogacy agencies out there. It's a little bit of competition to figure out like, well, where can you go to make more money? Am I going to sign up with this agency that is pretty bare bones and doesn't offer a lot of benefits? Or am I going to go with this surrogacy agency that has a ton of benefits? I'm going to get paid a lot more. So the legal clearance bonus I've been finding is can be $3,000, $5,000, $6,000, you know, um, just a big chunk of change that gets paid to the surrogate for going through the process up until that point. Uh, yeah, it's it sounds like it's also like a investment of their time. Yes, that definitely. they're getting compensated for, probably a little gratuitously. But if you were like to break down the hours of time versus that totally. compensation, like, but it is but, that like energy and yeah, emotional stress and just everything going up until that point. Another thing that's not required or needed necessarily but something that some agencies do all right so that 
all together can be anywhere from $15,000 to $20,000, $25,000 total for legal, for legal itself. Oh, legal for Just itself. Legal got it, got it. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Okay. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Insurances. Tell me, Michael. Insurances. What do you know about the insurances? I know that n- I don't think any of them are very straightforward when it comes to same-sex couples, and they don't really understand what the rules are, unless the rules are very clearly like not covered, and you have to pay us for anything that we incur. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, after you find a surrogate, you have to look at their insurance and what it currently looks like. And then you have to figure out if you need a different insurance, a better insurance or a second insurance. So that can be a thousand dollar professional insurance review. You literally hire somebody to look look through their plan, see if it's surrogate friendly, if it has a surrogacy rider, if it doesn't figure out if there's some problem with that insurance where they would have to completely get off of it and get on a new insurance or if they don't want to do that, see if it if you can add a secondary insurance. So the best case scenario is that they have a surrogate-friendly insurance and you just end up paying their monthly premiums and their copays and deductibles, etc. No. If they have no? surrogacy-friendly insurance, you only pay their deductibles and copays. Not their premiums? They already have insurance. No, I know, but they're paying an insurance premium monthly. They're already paying for it for their own health care. No, I know, but I think that you're not paying for their premiums. But you're paying for the premiums if you buy in health insurance. If you buy health insurance for them, you are paying for premiums. If they have surrogacy-friendly insurance already, you don't pay their premiums. Mm, maybe. Because it's just their health insurance. It's just a bonus. It's like, yay. Don't you get it? No, maybe. You disagree. I think that it could go either way. I think they could say, I'm, I guess there's no I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm pregnant. You're going to pay the health insurance premiums. That of for the this health insurance, insurance that I already had? Yeah. I don't know. I think most, from my research, most surrogacy agencies don't require you to pay the premiums of a health insurance plan that somebody already has. Okay. But I mean, that'd be great. If you have to purchase a 
additional plan for that person because they don't have a surrogacy writer or uh, surrogacy friendly insurance, then you have to pay the premiums, of course. Huh. Yeah. So I, I think that's why the insurance cost can be as low as $5,000 or $5,500 because you're only paying the co-pays and deductibles for the medical treatments that they're getting hmm. that are surrogacy related. But if they don't have surrogacy friendly insurance, which Your most people thing says copays, deductibles, premiums. I well, I, I typed this up fast. It's I saw I was seeing specifically copays and deductibles online. Oh, okay. But again, like I don't think there's a specific rule to it, so it could go either way. Yeah. Like what if you find a, a surrogate and they're like, No, absolutely, you're paying my premiums for my health insurance throughout the year. Which could be like four to eight hundred bucks a month. Yeah, yeah. So it adds up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but not not thirty thousand dollars worth. No. Which some of these secondary ones, if you have to purchase them. Correct. So let's get into that. Huge deductibles. Um, if you apply for a secondary insurance plan through the open market the open marketplace? Open marketplace? No, just the marketplace. <laughs> Whatever. Uh the health the healthcare marketplace. The healthcare marketplace. That can be fifteen thousand to twenty thousand dollars. Are you good? Okay. You're doing a lot of body things over there. <laughs> I'm tired today. We're talking through numbers. I'm sorry. Again, yeah, true. And it's like math, so I'm like going to sleep. Yeah. Hopefully nobody's falling asleep in their car right now. I mean, this is what's so hard is it's like there's so much info and it's kind of boring to learn about. <laughs> it's like who wants to listen to all this? But you all ask, so... <laughs> Now you're getting it. So here we are. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So Obamacare policy, if you do it through the marketplace, 15000 to $20,000 typically. And then if it's outside of the marketplace, so not within the time frame of November 1st to January 15th on average, that's when marketplace is open. Thanks, America. Um, if it's outside of it and you're signing up for insurance any other time of the year, then it could be 28000 to 35000 dollars that's mm-hmm. a lot of freaking money that's what that's the range that i don't like yeah five to 35 i'm like Whoa. right <laughs> scary yeah and then additional to that medical insurance you're also going to pay for a life insurance policy for your gestational carrier typically 500 to a thousand dollars and then you have the option of getting surrogate disability insurance this is if your gestational carrier is going on bed rest or uh, like physician ordered bed rest or is having difficulty working while being pregnant leading up to the birth weeks after the birth possibly had a cesarean section needs time to heal that can be anywhere from a thousand dollars to sixty five hundred dollars sometimes gestational carriers will already have disability insurance through their workplace so you can save there other times they just don't so you can pay for this insurance yourself uh, but you don't have to. And if nothing bad happens and they don't go on bed rest, then you just save that money. But if they do go on bed rest, then you most definitely will be paying for lost wages. Yes. I I was trying to think if they're in Oregon, they have like paid family leave. I don't know if that would be covered under it or not. I don't think that covers yeah. it. Oh, yeah. But it would cover it afterwards. Right. I think this one has to be disability. I was going to say, I think this, yeah, I think this one is not covered with that. Like you have disability insurance through your, you pay for I pay for my disability insurance because my hands are worth a lot of money. (laughs) For dentistry. Yes. (laughs) Uh, That's something always fun coming out of school. 
But I think like when I was working at the hospital, I had disability insurance. Well, yeah, usually your employer will provide, provide some. It. Okay. But like from my perspective, they don't usually provide the right amount that I would need. It's a great question to ask a potential surrogate to ask like, hey, um, what's your career? Where do you work? Or what do you do for work? And does your employer provide disability insurance? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Because I think that's something that we'll opt to get depending on like our gestational carrier's career job. Right, right, right. You know. Okay, next. IVF transfer. So you found your clinic. You made your embryos. You found your surrogate. You've gone through all the legal. You've signed contracts. You've figured out compensation. And you've determined... We haven't gotten a compensation yet. In well, just correction, but, but yes, we haven't gotten in the timeline here, of things. In the timeline of things, then you're going to think about the IVF transfer. Um, so, gestational carrier services um, are going to be around forty five hundred dollars. That's on from the average. IVF clinic itself. That's just the fee that you pay the IVF clinic to handle. I think we already the case. didn't. We already like pay that though. Yeah, usually these it's so like lump we're breaking sum. down these fees, but yeah. typically these are just lump sum together. Yeah. In one big payment. <laughs> uh, there's an embryo transfer cycle fee um, somewhere between four and 6000 There's a IVF transfer medications that you have to purchase similar to your egg donor Just like medications. Egg donor. Yeah. But this is a lot less money typically. It's a lot less. It's essentially like, isn't it like tricking their body that they're pregnant already kind of? Yes. And then it's like, yeah. uh-huh. then like all this blood flow goes to the uterus anyways, makes things more sticky for when they make the embryo <laughs> transfer. I don't this. know. This is great. No, tell I, me more about that's pregnancy, how, Michael. Yeah, I think that's Please. how they described it. Um, <laughs> makes your uterus sticky. Makes you got a stinky uterus. Stinky. <laughs> um, I am appalled. Sometimes you have a bonus for your surrogate starting medications because pain and suffering um yeah, usually under a thousand hormones aren't fun hormones aren't fun um and then the transfer bonus so like on the day of it's i mean it's a procedure it's a lot yeah and you go in for the procedure it's not necessarily super comfortable so this could include things like lost wages child care um and all that but as like can, a lump sum as fee. a lump sum but it can also be in addition to uh, depending on your surrogacy agency and what the terms are, they they so like it could be fifteen hundred dollars on average, as just like a lump sum plus your travel expenses, or it could be fifteen hundred dollars plus the travel expenses. Just depends. Right, right, right. Yeah. So that's all of that. And now we get to one of the biggest, probably swings in fee. One of them, which would be the surrogate compensation. Yes. Okay, so this is a big area of interest. Take it away, Matthew. I don't know if I can take anything away. (laughs) Like, compensation has changed so much over the last three years, five years. And yeah, I don't know. We, We know that from a lot of people that we've interviewed who have gone through agencies, who have gone through IVF clinics, or who have found their own gestational carrier... Um, paying anywhere from $25,000 to $50,000, $60,000, more than that. But now the average through surrogacy agencies is typically listed from $45,000 to $55,000. And that's interesting because that's not what I've been hearing from 
a lot of the people that we interview. And I think because partially some of the people that we've interviewed did it, they have six, seven, eight-year-old children. Well, yes. I'm so not talking about them. No, no, no. Right. But I mean, I think that is part of it. Mm-hmm. We also, I mean, we've talked to people who did it three or four years ago and they yep. were like, yeah, it seems really different now. Totally. So I mean, anyways. we're talking like compensation doubling within like short period of time possibly yeah and i don't know if i don't know if it's because there's just more agencies and like more demand like you were saying they're just i don't know yeah advertising and trying to trying to figure out how to find surrogates i think a lot of multiple things can be true yeah you know i think there's a lot more demand than there was i think there are probably a lot more agencies out there um and i think that it can be a challenge to find enough gestational carriers to present to intended parents uh, from these agencies. So in order to survive, the agencies would need to increase their benefits and compensation to their gestational carriers in order to entice people to come on their lists. I don't know this as a fact, but I I also think that in part of my research in the past on insurance coverage, is that more states are like requiring it, I think. So I think it's being looped into more plans. Insurance coverage? Insurance coverage for IVF, specifically for straight couples. Oh. Um, hmm. It's like slow, but it's happening more, I think. And I'm wondering if like, oh, they get to defer those fees to insurance, technically frees up more. Oh. So maybe more people are doing IVF, who have insurance coverage and this is this is com- like the straight yeah straight couples who are having trouble conceiving and looking at that as an option and i don't know i don't know maybe it's more prevalent this is that is totally this guess is guessing that's guessing yeah. but i'm just we're we're both guessing yeah we're both guessing on that but the numbers <laughs> i'm finding through surrogacy agencies is forty five thousand to fifty five thousand dollars on average for base comp we also know my cousin believe had a friend offering to be a gestational carrier for no compensation. Um, if you do it in Canada, they're not allowed. It's altruistic only. It's altruistic. So again, if you know someone, if you are lucky enough where somebody's offering for something less than the average of 45 to 55 also could be very, very helpful cost savings. And I'm saying that's the average for surrogacy agency yeah, based. Yeah process like this is not the average for people outside of agencies we also know that it can be lower or it can be much higher right yeah there are people that are in the six figures we have we have had and that is a lot potential surrogates quote us over a hundred grand and we have had potential surrogates offer doing it for only 20 grand which is like um, wow but like, i know yeah you just there's a lot of factors to make a match i think everybody so. also People that are in this space, I think, look at you weird if you're below this average and they like, I don't know. I feel like they judge you if you're like below this like $50,000 average and they're like, mm, I don't know. It's pretty low. And then. So now we're shaming people with lower income. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I feel, <laughs> that's what I feel like. And then I think people will get this like weird, get this weird feeling about it. And it's so you like. you don't care about women? Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, trying to use people. Oh my God. Okay, I get it. If I was, if I won the Powerball, like they can have as much money as they want. But 
I don't know. Like I'm trying to do this process. Hey, fair and point. Yeah. I don't know. I just there are some people who can do that, and there's surrogates. If you if you want to be a surrogate and you want to get paid that, then just say no if they can't offer that. I don't know. It's just yeah. And that's what I've been doing. People on get weird Facebook about it. Book recently. Yeah, I'm just like, searching. if you want sixty or seventy thousand dollars, we can't afford you. It's Sorry. one of the first it's fine. questions I ask. I'm like, what what are you thinking compensation wise? Just because like I don't want to waste either of our time if it's if like we if we can't afford you, you know? And it's totally fair to ask what you want and what you need for compensation. And that's fine. But I think it's also fair to know what you can afford yourself and not like overextend beyond your bounds like i don't want to set our family our future family up in a situation where we're struggling financially because we're we we overextended ourselves through compensation and through all of these oh, other exactly expenses, yeah you know? exactly i so think I'm that like thinking about in the future like when i have kids i need to be able to afford the things in order to raise my child mm-hmm. i don't know i just think if you ask any straight couple like hey before your kid even got here if it cost $50,000, what would you do? Like if it cost you $50,000 to go from just like conception to birth at the hospital, and then you incurred all the other fees of having a child, like, would you do it? I feel like there'd be so many straight couples that'd be like, hell to the no, we do not have that in our bank account, but we're expected to have that in our bank account, I think. And I just, I don't know if it's true. I don't think we're expected to, but maybe it feels that way. It feels like this cloud above that like if you can't adequately compensate or whatever based on what i think you should then it's like a problem and just to add uh experienced surrogates can also charge more typically they'll charge ten thousand dollars more per cycle five thousand ten thousand anywhere around there and a multiples fee if you put more than one embryo into a gestational carrier say you're trying it for twins um you're gonna pay five thousand to ten thousand dollars per multiple yes which I think is fair. I mean, totally. if, you're, if you've done surrogacy before and it's been successful and you haven't had issues, the peace of mind um, and paying a little bit more, I think, mm-hmm. is justifiable. And then obvious, obviously, if you're growing more than one human, that needs to have a higher compensation. It's more stress on the body. Than just one. I would, you know what I mean? It's yeah, difficult. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That, it. totally understandable. The just general base compensation, I think, conversation is just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm extrapolating it more than it needs to. Maybe I don't like I, don't I have no judgment on this. Like I think things are the way they are for a reason and we have our perspective on it based off of like what we've just experienced and finances and all that. So I think like that's I think both are fair, you know? Okay. It's okay that it's this way, but it's also okay if we can't afford it that way. Yeah. Okay. Next. Next part. I'm a Libra. I like both sides. Oh, that's oh. what it means. You know, like everybody wins. <laughs> everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> also, it's my birthday this week. So Literally tomorrow. It is. Yay. I or love. yesterday once you start listening to right? this podcast. Uh-huh. I love talking about this on my birthday week. <laughs> <laughs> Just great. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to me. Okay, incidentals and benefits. So typically there's going to be some type of like benefits package if... If you go through an agency. You go through an agency and then again, it's it's your base compensation plus all these benefits. Everything from here on out, these are basically optional things. 
um, if you're going independent. Uh, and with a lot of surrogacy agencies, these are just going to be automatically included as, as part right. as like you need to add these on. You have to do it required. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a monthly allowance, this is typical. Even on independent journeys, you're going to be probably giving some kind of monthly allowance in order to pay for incidentals. Uh, this can range from anywhere from $250 a month to $500 a month. I think the averages I see are anywhere from 300 to 400. Obviously, you've got travel expenses. So if I mean, if they're driving to and from the hospital to and from the clinic, flying, et cetera, et cetera, you're going to be paying them, you know, mileage, lost wages, childcare. Um, that stuff is pretty standard, I think, as well. Also, for the IVF screening, so here's another thing to consider. Your potential surrogate not only needs to go to the IVF clinic for the transfer itself, they also have to go for a physical screening. So going in for that, you also need to consider that you're paying lost wages, childcare, meals, transport, accommodation for all of that, which could be anywhere from $1,500 to $3,000 if your IVF clinic is out of state or if your uh, gestational carrier is far away from IVF clinic. One of them that I didn't think about, though, that is kind of funny is housekeeping that you wrote down. Yeah. That's kind of, I mean, I suppose if I'm pregnant, I don't want to be putting my dishes away all the way on the top shelf and cleaning everything and bending over and picking up everything. I don't know. I guess it makes sense. Yes. I Maybe it's lesser, con- like not super common on yeah. all the surrogacy agencies, but it definitely shows up on some. Mm-hmm. And that can be anywhere from 300 to $500 a month. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Through the duration of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So your monthly allowance. From like, I think after a few months, the first trimester, that starts. Got it. Got it. Because, you know. Psych support. Yeah, a lot of surrogacy agencies require psychological support for your surrogate. That can be just kind of appointment-based per use. So it's a service that's available to the gestational carrier. They don't necessarily have to use it, but every time they do, it's going to rack up, um, you know, a charge. Oh, okay. Like psych support just getting through the pregnancy and, totally, you know obviously growing somebody else's child and i think that can take yeah yeah that can take a a little mental mental gymnastics to kind of get through and comprehend hopefully there was a little bit of pre-text like before they decided to go through everything and they did a little bit of mental preparedness beforehand but of course mike yeah i don't know i don't know i'm just (laughs) obviously obviously when you're pregnant you need psych support that makes sense um, yeah, and then also some surrogacy agencies will have a fee for uh, just things like chiropractic massage, um, any kinds of body therapies uh, to go through pregnancy that can range anywhere from $1,000 to $3,000 additional. Maternity clothing allowance is another thing I see a lot. Uh, that's 750 to $1,500 depending on how big the allowance is through the surrogacy agency. So yeah, those are some incidentals I listed. Everything we've covered up until this point are if things go well, like nothing goes wrong. There are quite a few things that can happen throughout the process, of course, that are going to add costs. Um, So I have those under possible additional expenses. But I will say just everything that we've covered so far 
we're looking at on the low end at least $170,000 if you go through an agency, typically on average. Oh, okay. With all of these things included. Got it. That was fast math that you did. I added it up early, earlier. Nice. And this is an average estimate, big round number, ballpark. Yeah, yeah. Ballpark figure. Again, what we said before. If you choose to go independent, you're going to save on agency fees. If you find your own egg donor, depending on their compensation, you're going to could save a large chunk and you could save a large chunk on insurance. So you could end up in the low six figures, low 100s, mm-hmm. possibly. If you're super, super lucky, which I thought was us. <laughs> Would be us. <laughs> there are a few of these things that we didn't do correctly totally. um, up to this point. But moving forward, we have taken off our rose-colored glasses and tried to be a little bit more... Realistic? um, Tried to be a little bit more discerning, I think, just thoughtful than uh, hurried. Yeah. I think sometimes we were just ready to go, ready to get it done. now we're like, no, we can't do this. Like, more decisive as far as this is what we can do and this is what we can't do. And that is that. And that's that on that. And that's that on that. Um, so additional, did you want to go through additional expenses? At yeah, all? real quick. I'll just list them. So if you, it's called a hold fee. If um, your transfer date is for in, like, it's just an extended period of time. Like you, you don't want to have the baby for several months later and you already have your contract signed with your gestational carrier, then you're going to have to pay like s- some sort of money per month to hold them. Because they're just waiting. And their life changes when they're pregnant. And right. they have to make certain decisions when they're pregnant as far as like travel and different things like that. So that uh, can be anywhere from 500 to to $1,000 a month. Um, dropped cycle fee. This is something that happens if like for any reason the cycle of medications is dropped and they don't go in for the transfer. So they get paid for the pain and suffering of going through the medicational process. Medi- medicational oh my god that's not a word medication. medicational another 500 to a thousand dollars typically mock cycle this is a cycle that you do before the real cycle to see how the body reacts and goes through it i think it's like a practice round Ugh, just to take take the medications and make sure that like things things are working right could save you a lot of money if you're not sure if things are going to go right. Um, it's usually doctor recommended or not. Like the the, the IVF doctor will recommend it if, if they think that you need it. That does can, seem like a lot of work. Right. That can be another $500 to $1,000. Okay. And if the IVF transfer is not successful, it's, I don't know, it's whatever the IVF clinic is going to charge you. It could be 5000 It could be 7000 It could be more. Oh, for an additional cycle, right? Tran- or for additional transfer, Plus I know. You have to pay for all the meds additional Ugh. to that, and then the compensation again. If you're, yeah, um, if there's any kind of mm, fee to your medicational, medicational <laughs> benefits. Yes, medicational benefits. <sighs> all right, we talked about lost wages. That's another thing that you got to consider is if there's bed rest, could be anywhere from three thousand dollars to thirty-five thousand dollars if uninsured but you do have that option of getting that disability insurance which could really save you here paying for support person lost wages if their partner needs to come in for any invasive procedures the birth court dates screenings um going for anything 
then you may need to be able to pay back those lost wages that they have. Okay. There's also sometimes an additional allowance for um, phys physician ordered bed rest can be anywhere to $500 to $3,500. Invasive procedure fee for any invasive procedure like aversion, amniocentesis, those uncomfortable medical things that can happen during pregnancy. Yeah, typically agencies will have a fee attached to that, especially if there's a super big complication like a fetal reduction or termination, say your gestational carrier somehow miraculous, miraculously gets pregnant with eight babies and you have to fetally reduce in order to have a successful pregnancy and birth for the other seven, then you'll pay a fee for that. C-section fee, $2,500 to $4,000. That makes sense. It's, that's pretty invasive. Totally. Yeah. Yep. So those are a bunch I of would want additional that. costs. Yeah, I would want that at least sort of comfort or something you right know, if i had to be literally like cut open <laughs> obviously this is gonna change the cost a lot more um and it could really significantly increase especially with those lost wages so then you're looking at anywhere from two hundred thousand to two hundred and twenty thousand. yeah and we definitely know and have talked to people who were well over 220 that. plus yeah 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 and then hopefully you have good insurance for when baby is here because obviously NICU stays um, are yeah. not cheap. So you need to make sure that that insurance is looking real, real nice <laughs> if you're doing multiples. Or... And that's your own insurance. That's yeah, it is your own birth. It is your own yeah. insurance. But just knowing what is in your plan and what is covered, what a NICU stay might look like, that's something that um, I know that we have really good insurance. Like I'm not worried when the kids are here. Yeah, More worried about the insurance before uh, beforehand <laughs> but when we do get to that point i would i do want to do like a okay this is where our gestational carrier would be having the children and then like right the fees when they're born like i just want to like make sure that everything's good to go <laughs> yes so, if they have a NICU stay because that can be a huge bill yeah a huge bill um so you want good insurance when the babies arrive too right okay did anyone fall asleep? No. Okay. I really. I kind of fell asleep there for a half second. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I would say that these numbers are kind of mind-boggling, and it just it drones on and on and on. And I don't apologize for that because I do wish someone would have sat down with me at the beginning of this and talked through all of that. You know, mm -hmm. like yeah, just in a way that we just did to be like, no, this is the real. real. I was gonna say this is definitely. Um, an episode for the people who are actually, actually looking into yeah. doing surrogacy. I don't know if the general public is like willing to listen to all these freaking numbers, but there you go. If you're looking into it, those are the numbers. I think we covered most of the the spots that you can like reduce the cost. Just be really smart about it. That will usually involve independent, knowing your surrogate, knowing your egg donor, and mm -hmm. trying to find an IVF clinic in a state with a lower cost of living yeah because the truth is that these this this expense is not accessible to most people hell no right no not at all and yeah i mean you're a freaking dentist and even for us i'm like um mm, mm -mm. it's yeah so it's definitely not um an easy pill to swallow that's for sure yeah but 
Anyway, that's great. I am happy that we sat down and did this mm-hmm. finally. Yeah, this whole first season of Who's Your Daddy podcast has been about starting your journey and hearing from others about how they started theirs. I don't know. Just looking back, I think that's our theme. That's our theme. We're starting. Is this closing out the season? No, it's not. Oh, I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, we're getting, we're winding down. We're going to close out the season soon. We're going to have to close out the season soon, I think. And then I think hopefully at the beginning of the next one, we're talking about like being pregnant. Yeah. That'd be so cool. Oh, yeah. That's going to be weird. I feel like we've been talking about this forever. It's going to be weird to be pregnant. Definitely. As you're listening to this, Matthew will be in the air, 30,000 feet, I think. On Thursday? Oh, yeah. yeah, On Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. We're both going to Honolulu Pride this weekend. Woo! Woo! Shout out to Alaska Airlines. Shout out to Alaska. And we are going with some friends. Yes. And it's going to be a blast. Fellow content creator friends that we love so much. Yeah. And they're going to stay in Portland for a night. Yeah. And we're going to feed them vegan food Ooh. <laughs> so watch our stories on instagram see what's going on yes, yes we'll yes. most likely have a youtube video out about it later too oh my gosh so um, and we're just now editing in i think we're going to start posting the videos from japan yeah we've been on our youtube channel so that's exciting <sighs> i just like we're so far behind on some stuff but totally i'm trying to make what i put out look good and nice yeah and that's my goal and he's done a really good job i try (laughs) i watched a video that he edited recently from chicago and i was like michael this is better than my editing i know wow (laughs) i don't it's never better than ever (laughs) (laughs) like you don't understand it takes forever but it's but it's like kind of fun to have like that product when when you have it yeah especially when it looks that good so yeah good job michael we'll have some japan videos out we'll have some like hopefully like a day in the life, just week in the life, normal stuff. This is one of our longer episodes. I'm closing it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. And he's like, I'm sick of talking to you on this couch. Oh, I think people are sick of listening to us (laughs) at this point. I mean, I would be... you get me on a call with the accountant, and I'm like, I'm out. Yeah, Matthew's After like, five okay, minutes. Matthew, Michael, can you handle this yourself? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so thank you all so much for listening. Until next time. Wait, really? I was going to say leave a review. <laughs> Hold on. I'm not there yet. Give me a I was minute. trying to close out. I'm not there yet. <sighs> Don't forget to leave us a review, a five-star rating, but <laughs> Wait, <laughs> we appreciate each and every review? one of you. Um, I don't think there's been any new ones since the last one. It doesn't matter. The... We've like hardly oh. ever read a review. Do a short one. <laughs> oh, a short one? Yeah. Oh, cute and relevant. This super cute couple is sharing the most intimate moments of their journey together. I find their love beautiful and their content exceptional. Thank you, boys, for sharing your stories with us. Thanks, Big Josh, 0897. Thanks, Big Josh. Aw. That's really nice. Yeah, these are some older reviews we need some new ones guys we need some new reviews let's get it yes appreciate each and every one of you that have stuck with us through these long months of waiting and yeah more to come soon more to come great anything else nope follow us on all the socials at michael and matt tiktok michael and matt one youtube slash it's michael and matt (laughs) and until next time Daddy's daddy's out our family has grown welcome to the world hannah baby Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable. 
with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hanna quality for your most precious gift. Hanna soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.